0: your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with the little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I want to share a couple of stories about those magical beings, dogs. Don't you sometimes wish that everyone could be as pure of heart as a dog, as willing to help, as caring and intuitive? That's why our latest book filled with dog stories is called Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Dogs. And today I'm going to share two stories that just might make you see a dog as your role model. Dogs love having a purpose, some breeds more than others. So a pug's purpose might just be to be a lap dog since they were basically bred for that. But shepherd's purpose is to herd animals or people and hunting dogs need to hunt down something and so on. So Katie Avigliano tells us that her family took German Shepherd puppies and turned them into guide dogs for the Seeing Eye organization. It was fun, but it was also sad because they'd have the puppy for a year and then they would have to hand the dog over to Seeing Eye to start a job. And Katie and her family would go to their former dog's graduations and see how they came out, proud, productive guide dogs. But sometimes a dog failed to make it through training. And that was the case with a dog named Walcott, who was actually a really good guide dog. But the problem was that he had gastrointestinal problems. So he went through all the training before the problem was discovered. So here you had a fully trained guide dog without anyone to guide. So Katie adopted him. And after he'd been with her for a while, his GI problems cleared up but it was too late for him to become a guide dog. So he was a healthy but unemployed working dog looking for his purpose. Katie knew that he needed a job and she thought that maybe he could just change careers. Maybe he could become a therapy dog instead of a guide dog. And that's what he did. He became a certified therapy dog, but then that was only half the battle because once you have a therapy dog, you have to find a place for your dog to work. Katie got lucky. She found a job for Walcott at a school down the street from her, and it was a school for children with multiple disabilities. Most of the students were on the autism spectrum. Some were unable to move or speak, communicating only through iPads or gestures, and all of them were under the age of 12. Well, before their first day at this school, Walcott had never seen a wheelchair. He'd never been poked in the eye by an overexcited child. He'd never been sat on by a large eight-year-old. And all of those things happened within the first hour of their first visit. But Katie says that Walcott is a natural. He remains calm. He lets the kids poke and prod him. He never reacts negatively to what might be inappropriate behavior. He licks the students and aides who are having rough days, and everyone loves him at the school. And he performed his magic on a little boy named Steven, a nonverbal eight-year-old on the autism spectrum. His aide says that Steven is a different boy with Walcott. This is a kid who normally can't pay attention to anything or stop moving. And yet with Walcott, he stays still. And he's gentle. And he lets Walcott lick his fingers. He can even communicate when he's with the dog. Katie says that she realizes now that Walcott is every bit the guide dog and working dog that he was intended to be. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Julie Steelstra shares another story with us about her little tan and white terrier mix, Pippin, who ended up becoming quite the guide dog himself. But let's start by meeting Julie's other dog, William, who is a five-year-old Italian greyhound. So Julie started wondering about William when he started walking into things. The first time that she saw it, it was at night when it was dark, but then it started getting worse and happening during the day also. And Julie saw William blundering into things when they got out of their home environment. He'd been able to cover up his creeping blindness at home, but when they went away, he walked into everything. And so she knew something was wrong and she took him to a veterinary ophthalmologist. And that doctor told Julie that William's vision was half gone already. He had progressive retinal atrophy, which is a genetic disorder that is not uncommon in Italian greyhounds, especially ones that come from puppy mills, which was the case for William. And William would be completely blind before he turned seven. So Julie was surprised when the vet asked if she had another dog. And when she said yes, the vet said, oh, that's good because that other dog will help William. And that's what happened. William was basically unconcerned about his blindness. He had already mapped out their house and yard and he hopped on and off the furniture as he always had and he scampered up and down the deck steps and he stole the cat's food and he barked at passersby. So at home, you would never know he was blind, but they went camping and hiking a lot. And then it was different because William didn't know where anything was. So he started to simply follow their other dog, Pippin. And the two dogs would run off together, sniffing at things and digging and doing all the things that dogs do in the woods. And Pippin was patient with him and would stop and wait for him when necessary. He was definitely acting as William's guide dog. One day, Julie took them to a park with a seven mile trail that was soft and perfect for dog paws. And she let the dogs go off by themselves And she was astounded when they came running back toward her at full speed with William now totally blind, running just as fast as Pippin. He was free and joyful and guided by his friend at his side. And for those moments, he wasn't blind. But now Julie was the one who was blinded by her tears. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Hey, let your friends and family know about it if you're enjoying it. And if you have family members who are new to listening to podcasts, show them how to get a podcast on their phones or their computers. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Dogs, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there. You can check out the front cover and the back cover and read more about it. And you'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon. Come back next time to hear from Dr. Mark Golston. He's a psychiatrist who has some great advice and stories to tell about how to recover from psychological trauma. Mark is a well-known psychiatrist and author who knows how to explain everything in a way that makes perfect sense to us laymen. And I think you'll pick up something useful from our chat.